0: Hello, my name is John Keim, and you're listening to the Political Mind Podcast. Today's date is February 27th. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to part two of the first American Statesman with special guest Tyler Rice. To catch you up on some things that we discussed last week, we basically discussed the beginning portion of George Washington's life, his parents, and theories and myths about him, about his slavery, stuff like that. And uh, if you haven't watched that or listened to that yet, I highly encourage you to do that. But this is part two, and I can't wait to continue furthering this discussion. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Political Mind podcast. Today we're doing part two of George Washington and his influence on today and uh, as a statesman. Um, today I am joined again by Mr. Rice, Tyler Rice, um, and uh, he's writing a senior thesis at Ashbrook um, in Ashland, Ohio, um, about George Washington and statesman, uh, about American statesmen. So uh, I'm, enjoy- I'm enjoying talking about this, and let's get into this conversation. <laughs> Hello. Welcome back, Mr. Rice. Uh How are you doing today? Doing well yourself. <laughs> doing really well. So uh, we are on the topic of George Washington, and uh, I guess we're going to start off where we were last time, um, where we ended the episode last time. Um, so let's talk about his foreign policy as, his, as president, as the first president of the United States. Um, how did Washington manage to maintain a neutral foreign policy during his presidency?
1: Well, for him it was tough. Uh, I kind was of, kind of thinking briefly about it uh, and not going too awful deep into something kind of a complex political answer. Yeah. Uh, it really boils down to the American spirit, uh, mm-hmm. and I guess, at least in my opinion, um, that the American people were behind him, kind of full, I mean, with full kind of, uh, I guess, thrust behind it, mm-hmm. um, and also... The issue that the the underlying issue with the foreign policy uh, was the French Revolution happening over in France. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that, you get the argument: well, that King Louis the Sixteenth is now dead. I mean, it mean so yeah. the any treaty or policy that we had currently with the the monarchy is gone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's really kind of what helped his case a little bit. Um, also, I mean, mean, you also see that with Hamilton kind of agreeing with that um, that. Sure, that, that France helped us kind of with our revolution, um, but you also have the, uh, the issue of our revolution being kind of not so bloody, mm. uh, kind of more, more yeah. organized. i uh, not, not saying that the French Revolution was a last-minute or further the moment thing, but it feels that way, kind of it, like yeah. reading through it, how quick it happened. And it, it, the pot boils over like, like that, just yeah. like immediately. Uh, uh, so the American spirit behind that is like, well, the king's no longer around. So mm-hmm. the, the American people, were like, well, the king's no longer there, and I think we had previously arranged with them to help them, uh, is, is is gone. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the people also real, the American people also realized that we couldn't pay uh, the, the um, for this, the war effort. Uh, our navy was inky dinky. I mean, it was mm-hmm. still small. That's tiny. Um, yeah. That our, our our military was sized down. I mean, mm-hmm. fairly quickly after the war. Um, so but it really boils down to we have no money uh, yeah. but that's the big one um, sure we owed France a lot of money still yeah uh, should we have offered it our support maybe uh, it's, I mean, it's a hard that's a hard topic to really get into mm-hmm. um, Jefferson would say yes yeah uh, I mean, given also Jefferson was the the French ambassador yeah uh, uh, and he also was the ideal of that they're also for for uh, for freedom from a monarchy and kind of and liberating themselves from kind of oppression. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also kind of went back to kind of the, the, the argument of keep, keeping out of it. Mm-hmm. They had no true government. It was it was chaotic. They were going through different leaders, but every, I think it was every, every, well, every two years wow. uh, that they had a, a massive uh, shift in kind of how the French Revolution was playing out Yeah, uh, to, to where it got so bad that they had a reign of terror where that the um, the Jacobins were issuing a kind of like, like death warrants for many people that, dis, that disagreed with them. Mm-hmm. So you can see how it becomes an a becomes a really a back to the idea from last week um, of having a statement a statesman needs a moral compass. Mm-hmm. So it's like where does that line in the sand draw? Uh, with so are we supporting this new government that? Really, it's, it's really bloody and kind of in it they're killing innocent people mm-hmm. um, that have no effect on the government just because they disagree with what, what's currently in power yeah um, so that's really what Washington's like maybe we should back away a little bit because like the monarchy that we had I said is it's gone mm-hmm. that, that's that's kind of under the table now um, and the new one's destructive it, they, they have no clear leader coming coming out of it and until they get Napoleon which at this point has been past' it's past Washington's lifetime but mm-hmm. um but you also see, kind of on a side tangent on that, uh, kind of not not to get too far away from oh, of, with Washington, yeah. uh, that when you have chaos and kind of destruction and bloodshed and kind of just 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 disarray and disorder, mm-hmm. that gets you it's the strongman doctrine. So from the chaos, the, the, there will rise one man or one kind of prominent party mm-hmm. uh, that that will step in and like, okay, we're done. We're like and like they pull the two toddlers aside and kind of push them like 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 so like, like I'm in charge now. Yeah, uh, which Tying it back into, which happened, like I said, over in France with, with Napoleon. Uh, fast forwarding a little bit into kind of more modern history, look what ha- ha- happened in in, in, uh, in Germany with Adolf Hitler. Yeah. Uh, kind of the ideal that they're disarrayed, this chaotic. Could very easily happen with Washington. Hmm. Uh, kind of tying it back into with, with that. Um, given our, our revolution was, wasn't was like people against people, it was, it was the, the American colonists as one group, as a unified body, mm-hmm. against the... the, the well, one, I guess the loyalists, but also kind of the British army, yeah, um, invading uh, kind of, uh, in their terms, I man, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, uh, and fighting back with that. So, mm-hmm. I, I think it, it really boils down to the American people understood that there was a, a very big difference between the American Revolution and the French Revolution mm-hmm. and staying out of things, yeah, um, but also when you get involved in foreign policy, which I think Washington understood this, mm-hmm. um, given. He may have, may not have started the French and Indian War, or for the Canadians watching, the uh, Seven Years' War. Yeah. Uh, uh, but uh, starting with him kind of uh, kind of taking full blame for the French and Indian War starting, uh, he understands that when you stick your nose in somebody else's business, that nose might get broke. Hmm. Uh, kind of it's kind of a simple metaphor, but um, to stay out of something is sometimes better than also getting involved.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, perfect. I yeah, I Some of that stuff I didn't even realize, so it was yeah. good to get, like I guess, um, learning history while well I'm talking about history, so, you know, that's great. Um, perfect. Okay, so from moving on from foreign policy, um, can you discuss the impact of Washington's farewell address on the American political culture?
1: Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, once again, it's... it's Washington is just, it's just a very intense... Man, kind of to to, un, to unpack his life is, and, and only you know about about 20 minutes to uh, I guess per, per per session we're talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 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 really a large undertaking, yeah. uh, but to kind of to I think it does it does him just kind of a, a disjustice uh, towards him, uh, but to look at his overall impact of the farewell address was, um, which I'm sure if anyone has watched the musical Hamilton at this point, uh, that. With the, I forget the uh, the name of the song with it, but it kind of outlines the his farewell address, but the kind of the the two prominent points I'd like to I like to pinpoint at least while teaching American history to two students um, is that Washington urged for, for for one to avoid political parties hmm. uh, which we can see how that went. Yeah, uh, yeah, but uh, also one to stay neutral uh, yeah. was was to stay neutral from foreign uh, events. Um, so kind of look at the impact of that. America was pretty well an isolationist uh, nation up until about World War One. Mm-hmm. Then we come out of it, and then immediately following the war ending, it's it, back to the policy again. It's it, not until after World War Two do you see the shift in American policy of, okay, now we're the big bulldog on on the world stage, and we have to police the world. Mm. Before it's like let's dial it back, let's focus on our kind of our own our own terms here and take care of ourselves. Yeah, um, simpler times, simpler measures, I guess yeah, too. But, definitely. um. But well, I think that's probably the biggest impact. Would probably is, is the is the the, the staying neutral, mm-hmm. um, which for years worked. Hmm. Um, it's not to get like the uh, with the Roosevelt administration with well Teddy Roosevelt, yeah, um, the big stick policy down in, like in Latin America for us being kind of the world watchdog for Latin America. Um, but then you get the shift like I said after World War II. But it's probably the biggest impact was was on on the foreign policy kind of at, at at the time because it lasted probably the longest. Mm-hmm. Um, the political party aspect impact. Um, it's the impact. It went the exact opposite. Mm, uh, so yeah. Washington, er, he, so he urged not to form political parties. Uh, so I'm sure if anyone who has read anything about this time period uh, with the Constitutional Convention, uh, looking at uh, kind of with, with with the ratification of the Constitution of the Federalist versus the Anti Federalist, mm. uh, kind of the, the Federalist being for pro Constitution, but pro big uh, central government and the anti-federalists being well, once yeah. to get the exact opposite so they're yeah. small government more states' rights mm-hmm. um, probably the biggest impact on that is really upon i mean the following election after his death in 1800 uh america actually say about fell apart but it was very close as the um, the structure of our government was still so, it, it was still being worked on it was still it was still a work in progress mm-hmm. the um, I guess for a metaphor, the clay was still kind of wet. It, it wasn't kind of. It wasn't. It. it wasn't uh, put in the kiln yet and heated and mm-hmm. and fermented. Uh, so really, I think it's that's probably the two biggest points of the farewell address. like to probably to at least mm-hmm. to highlight. Yeah. For, at least for time for time's sake.
0: Absolutely. Uh, and, and like you said, there's so much about the farewell address. Uh,
1: and really, I guess another point you could probably look at, uh, which I think we've come. up with, I guess that we've been talking about so far is that. This is Washington. Like this is him stepping down. Yeah. Like this is him. Like uh, he's taking off his his crown mm-hmm. and, and and he's going home. Yeah. Um, some refer to him as the American Cincinnatus, uh, mm-hmm. which for those who like kind of that side of the history, kind of, uh, Cincinnati. He, he rose. To, he, he rose to power. Yeah. He he fixed what he had to fix and take care of the government. And once his time, he he seemed fit was done. He stepped down and left. He went back mm-hmm. home. Uh, Probably the biggest impact on Washington was that, because you see that he he served for two terms, uh, steps down after the second, and that's well now the twenty-second amendment, mm. uh, thanks to FDR, uh, mm. kind of with him for him being a four-term president. Yeah.
0: Um, but that's probably probably a third point I guess if I had to add one. Okay. Yeah. Cause, well, and he like I think you said as well like he. He refused to be a king. He didn't want to be a king. Oh, yeah. He wanted. He didn't want three terms. He felt that two terms was enough to serve the American people. Because, mm-hmm. like you said earlier as well, in the last episode, was he didn't want to do it in the first place. But yeah. then, after three times of asking, he was like, "The American, mm-hmm. like, it's my calling, I mm-hmm. guess." So, okay. and really, so. after the after kind
1: of after two terms, given he was at this point, he's in his sixties, so mm-hmm. he's he's an older gentleman. He's tired. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm given the man had two sh- two horses shot out from underneath him during the American Revolution. Yeah. Um, he helped birth a nation from kind of from chaos and kind of in disorder. Uh, and he was still married. I mean, on top of all that, Absolutely. so I think uh, I think Martha wanted him home was kind of one of his drawling aspects. Is like yeah. I'm going back home to go. Become, I'm going back home. this just yeah. this, this, uh, it's yeah. It's time to retire. And given that his his political life just don't stop. I mean, it it continues on really until his death.
0: Mm, Yeah. I mean, yeah, it has a good or it has a big impact Mm -hmm. while even out of office, too. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. Okay. So um, what lessons do you believe we can learn from George Washington's life and leadership today?
1: Hmm. Be humble. Hmm. Uh, I mean, it's... And I guess if he was here with us today, probably what he'd have to say uh, would probably be kind of just kind of just, just one: be yourself, be humble. So, so don't don't get don't get this this uh, this big, high, and mighty attitude about yourself. Even if you do become big and powerful in government, uh, you, you're still just a person. I yeah. think it's really his one of his biggest life lessons is what makes him a statesman. I think is that even knowing that he did all these big and great things and kind of. But at the end of the day, he was he was just a farmer from Virginia, and he and he, he, he and he realized that, mm-hmm. and, and and he and he lived I mean, he lived by it too, mm-hmm. uh, so it wasn't like he was like oh I'm George Washington I was the first president of the United States, no I mean <laughs> I mean yeah it, it, he was very removed from that office once he left, mm-hmm. um, I mean looking kind of uh, a person who who followed that example was Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Uh, Partially the reason of some of the controversy with his administration, but uh, if you go to Monticello to, to Jefferson's grave, mm-hmm. uh, the president of uh, the United States is not is not on his headstone. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like it's just kind of the the ideal of kind of keeping just keeping all that forgotten about. It's like you just you, you're just a person. Mm-hmm. Um, leadership, be kind to others and kind of lead by example. Mm-hmm. Um, Washington was known for one like back to the Whiskey Rebellion. Um, uh, he was the one on, on horseback leading the front of the men, leading into kind of a confrontation. Mm. Um, so it's, it's, it's lead by example, kind of have, so be humble, lead by example, um, also could look at Christ, uh, kind mm. of, uh, so we're looking at, uh, at Christ as it, like, because, like, I mean, Washington was, was, was a believer. Yeah. Um, so I think Washington also structured his life after Christ's life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it really, it really, it's kind of having, once to have a good moral compass, be a, just, yeah. be a good person. Yeah. Um, Outside of that, though, uh, kind of looking at what else you could learn, um, when something is wrong and needs to change, step up to the plate and take, and take charge and help and help lead that change.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, that's probably our biggest problem facing our nation currently mm-hmm. is that we have, uh, which I'm, I guess I'm part of the younger generation too still somewhat, but yeah. um, but we uh, the the younger ones, even within the, like my age class, um, mm-hmm. which I guess I'm still young, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, technically, yes. Uh, but... Um, that they are not, not going headlong into politi- like the politics as they should. Uh, uh, it's not for everybody. I mean, it's it's a very it's it's a, a, a what's the saying a dog eat dog world. Um, so everyone ought to get each other. But, yeah. uh, but 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 we need people like Washington, kind of so a, a younger statesman who who's one able to, to step up to the plate of challenges and also bring unity amongst people. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's really. I think it's really. We can learn by the, the example of like just him in general. There, mm-hmm. it's, I know it's broad and kind of a yeah, no, it's like, good. like a high and mighty thought. But yeah, um, I, I think it really boils down to. I mean, one just being one being politically involved. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, because we are. I, mean, I guess all of us are the future of our nation. We are, and yeah. not just our nation, are also our world. Yeah. Um, so uh, we can see, for example, what happens over in a. I guess a, a tyrannical government, when hmm. the power is left unchecked, mm-hmm. they invade and kill many civilians. And I mean, not putting blame on Russia, but in, with the Russian-Ukraine war. But you can also see kind of how when when a democracy, which yeah. if, if, if you want to call Russia a democracy, by definition they are technically are on paper, uh, but I, I disagree. But that's my own two cents for today. <laughs> uh, but 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 you see that when when power is left unchecked, what could happen? The mm-hmm. uh, the, the kind of the 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 horrible crimes that can be committed Mm -hmm. Um, so i think really it's once again washington could have done all these things absolutely but did not yeah Yeah. so i think it it really boils down to he was in the right spot, right time and Mm -hmm. and i think i think god also had his 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 life planned out for him and help lead him and guide him and protect him
0: yeah absolutely it was all kind of ordained about him becoming president and leading this nation um, so, can you discuss any laser known aspects of Washington's personal or professional life?
1: I, okay, it's simple, and, I, and, I, and I'm a fanboy for Washington, so it, it, it sounds geeky, but the man loved ice cream. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it's, it's, I, I made fun of a bunch of my peers because one thing. Another thing that people ask me, what's thing about Washington? The man liked ice cream, mm. um, and, and preferably just simple vanilla. Uh, uh, I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it sounds off the wall, kind of, um, <laughs> kind of I guess, there's lesser known aspects. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in uh, 1796, I believe it was, that summer, he spent the equivalent of 5000 current dollars on ice cream alone in one oh summer. Oh my gosh, uh, wow. The following summer, it's since, once again, Washington, like I said previously, kept a record of everything he spent money on and kept very nice mm-hmm. records. He bought two ice cream makers,
0: Whoa. which <laughs> are currently still at Mount Vernon. Are you serious? Yeah. So you can go see them today yes. if you... Oh my so goodness.
1: So the man and his love of vanilla ice cream, which... Wow. It's one of the things that I think I will go to my grave repeating that Washington liked ice cream. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. But I think if I... Was, that's the big one for me. Yeah. Um, but then also... Uh, I like the fun aspect of his life. It's not really his political aspects or kind of, I like looking at him him, him as a person, so not as, looking uh, just, just like I'm talking to you, mm-hmm. uh, just, just, just on the same footing. Uh, but him and Martha, with their relationship, it's very unique. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish we could had still had the letters of, of Washington and Martha back and forth, Yeah, um, but they're being lost to time. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are a few occasions that are still kind of left out there uh, for note, that when Martha was trying to talk to Washington like face to face, and he'd be off somewhere else in his head or not not paying attention, mm-hmm. that she would reach up to his collar and pull him down by the collar to her level and get face to face and tell him and tell him I guess what she wanted.
0: Oh wow! Um,
1: so I think it's really showing that it sound like he had a good marriage, and mm-hmm. then um, kind of keep it also one more point. Kind of I think is kind of fun about him uh, since to tie it to modern politics somewhat how. There's always smear campaigns out for this person or that person saying, well, well they're X, Y, and Z because, because they're bad. They're a bad mm-hmm. person. Yeah. Uh, they tried that with Washington.
0: Oh, really? Uh,
1: it's one thing that most, like, most people don't know, that the mm-hmm. British government sent propaganda over to the American newspapers to be published. It was like, oh, Washington is having an affair on Martha in, in, like, in this city or this on this date and time. Wow. Uh, but the fun fact is, though, every time that that, that was published, when him when he would travel to different cities, mm-hmm. he never went alone. He Martha was always with him.
0: Interesting. So
1: and and they always was together. So mm-hmm. once again, it, it discredits all those accounts of like, yeah, no, she's like, I, I was with Martha. <laughs> like, yeah, like just leave us alone.
0: Well, yeah, and they were obviously really intimidated by him too because they knew what he, you know, well, who he was. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, that's that's interesting. I never actually really knew that. Um, I guess to close this off, I have how was. Washington's legacy, um, how has his legacy been remembered and honored in America over the past two centuries? Hmm, I guess in general because I mean there's so many different yeah. ways, but
1: all right, go to Washington DC.
0: Okay you like,
1: well, The namesake itself. Yeah uh, uh, It was surveyed by him. Well, not by him directly, but under his supervision mm-hmm. uh, down the road from, from just down the river from from Mount from, from Vernon, so Washington Monument. It, that is the center of the city. Like mm-hmm. uh, that's 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 the pivotal point. Which if you're on top of it, you can look down and see all the roads spurting off to different directions from it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I think that's really really neat about it. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, how he's been remembered. Also, his his house is still it's been preserved. It's probably, it's probably one of the best preserved presidential estates wow. uh, uh, of people of his era, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, the people are kind of taking interest in him. Um, this. They're still writing about him. I mean, really. I mean, I'm writing about him. Yeah. Uh, uh, So it's the the argument for him is never done. Mm. Uh, He himself right now would 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 probably be upset with the nation for writing about him. Yeah. Because he he was a type of just just leave me alone. Like like I'm I'm okay. I'll take care of the job. I'll do it, and I'm just I'm out of it. Yeah. Um, But really, I mean, he's honored because President's Day. I mean, Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, I mean, so honoring his birthday and of course mm-hmm. a few others but also giving it day for one uh, but overall just it's a wasn't for him our government would be vastly different what it is today hmm. uh, yeah uh, i mean i mean it we'll down to that because because of him helping lay the the, the cornerstones of our nation mm-hmm. um helping kind of and father it um really i think t- Instinctively, every American kind of kind of remembers Washington as as, as as a founding father, mm-hmm. um, and kind of it's it's I think it's it just it's been it's been instilled in people yeah. that um, that I don't I don't think he's he's not going anywhere anytime
0: soon. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean everybody knows who Washington is. A little bit of a, I I mean, well, most I should say most Americans know who Washington oh, is. yeah. So yeah, he's really popular about that, but. Well, I really enjoyed having this conversation about uh, George Washington and his influence on today and modern politics and being the first American statesman. Um, Is there anything else that you would uh, like to leave the audience with um, in general about George Washington or encourage them with? You know what? I'll I'll tell
1: you one thing. Okay. Uh, This is probably the first time I'm I'm, I'm announcing a date for it. Uh, But April 1st is uh, so at the, uh, up in the, uh, I put Ashland University in the uh, upper classroom in uh, the uh, sharp, uh, sharpening for Education uh, I will publicly uh, I guess I will be talking about this again so I'll mm-hmm. be defending my thesis on April the 1st uh, looking right around about 6.30 7 o'clock okay. uh, starting to, uh, for a start time but mm-hmm. be happy to give you more details as, as they are finalized and you get that yeah. out but um happy to talk and happy to have questions people come and visit and kind of happy Mm -hmm. to answer questions too
0: so yeah yeah absolutely well thank you so much for being a guest i was uh since you are my first guest i was like this is a perfect opportunity considering um it was his birthday uh last week and also well technically if we're talking technical yeah um but uh yes his birthday and president's day and stuff like that so I want to thank you for. Well, thanks, uh, John. I appreciate yeah, you having me. Absolutely. So, thank you guys for joining this episode of the Political Mind, and have a great rest of your guys this week.